I am Theodora, and you are listening to Spiritual Slut, the shameless podcast for a woman who are unapologetically sexual and spiritual. Spiritual Slut. <laughs> <laughs> Spiritual slut. Spiritual slut. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to another episode of Spiritual Slut, the podcast. I am your host, Theodora, and I am so glad to be there for you today. It is the privilege of my lifetime to be the voice for so many of us Aquarian women. And by Aquarian, I mean this era of age of Aquarius. I'm so grateful to be here for you sharing about the topics dear to my heart, spirituality, female sexuality, and so forth. And today I want to talk to you about self-love and all the things, body love, heart set. You get my drift. Why self-love? Because by popular request, you guys, you've asked me on Instagram in my question boxes that I've put there a million times and, well, in the words of Abraham Hicks, ask and it is given. And so <laughs> here we are. You've asked and it is my duty to provide. So thank you so much, by the way, for all of your feedback on Instagram. I've made like a million question boxes left, right and center. And you've been, you've been delivering. So self-love it is for today. And so full transparency in perfect Mercury retrograde fashion, I had to actually re-record this episode because when I recorded it yesterday, actually, it kind of dawned on me that I had to record something and I was oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I have to record. And truth is, when I was recording, I felt like I was a bit misaligned in the way I was delivering my message. And so, for instance, I was trying to explain the mechanics of the quantum physics behind the affirmations and the vibrations in a very scientific way da, da, da. and I was like <laughs> I felt like I was not living my line 3-5 in human design let's say to simplify I am a messenger of beauty and of truth and of love and I'm designed to create beauty through my voice hello defined throat here And I am a line 3-5 in human design, which means I'm supposed to be reporting back to you what I've experienced, as opposed to be an academic teacher of sorts, telling you what to do and explaining all the science and the, like the quantum details. Anyways, I felt like rather than heavily editing the podcast, it was better to re-record it entirely, which I'm doing right now as we speak. I actually love curated content such as Instagram posts with long captions, long form content, like a real storytelling sort of situation with beautifully edited pictures, retouched pictures. I come from a fashion background, so of course I'm very partial to this. And for all my newsletter subscribers here, you know how much I like uh, expressing myself in such a way. As I said, I'm here to create beauty and of course that's what I'm here for. 
But this being said, I'm really feeling a shift in the collective, like the energy around content creation and the expression of oneself through their content is really changing right now. I feel like there's a willingness to go more filter-free sort of vibe. Like we want to see people more authentically. We want to see them unfiltered. We want to see them in their in their mess, in their truth. We want to be able to relate to them, right? And I feel like this is totally a Gen Z thing. Gen Z is the generation of Pluto in Sagittarius. And some of you know, if you were versed in astrology, that Sagittarius is the sign of truth. Sagittarius is the truth seeker. And with truth comes a bit of messiness, sometimes clumsiness too, and authenticity and, you know, a lot of unfilteredness, I want to say. And so speaking of unfilteredness, I have a funny story about this. This morning, I tried to go on my story, on Instagram story every day to tell you about what I'm doing, what I'm recording, the meditations I'm making for you guys and where I'm at regarding the episodes of the show, all of the things and also sharing a bit of my life. And I, I'm really enjoying getting on stories daily. It's like, it's my newest kink, <laughs> let's say. And so I make a point to not use Instagram filters because I already find my face a bit of an alien kind of face. I know that's a weird thing to say, but I'm going to develop this <laughs> later in the episode. But I always found my face a bit weird. And so there's no need for a filter that will distort my nose. I already have like a tiny nose, so no need to have a smaller one and no need for bigger lips either because I already have like plump lips, especially since my jaw surgery. More on that later. So truly no need for filters. So I try to go filter free. However, because as mentioned previously, I like beauty. I'm into fashion and all these sort of things. I used to be a model. I'm very conscious about how I look publicly. I have a couple of apps that I use for video retouching. And so I have a very light editing tool that preserves the shape of my face. It doesn't change my nose. It doesn't change the shape or the size of my lips. It does, however, give me a nice glow if I'm not wearing any makeup. It does like make my pores look smaller, especially if I'm not wearing any foundation because I like to live makeup free now. And tell you what, for the last couple of years, I was only wearing mascara and that was it. Waterproof mascara because I swim. But really, I like to be as makeup free as possible. And I especially dislike foundation. So these apps <laughs> are especially useful because you know what? When you film in 4K, well, you're going to see some pores, especially with harsh lighting. So I tend to use this one app <laughs> for a video filter. Let's say, and it's really, really light. But for some reason, I guess because I'm changing my accounts and stuff and I'm changing my devices lately, um, for some reason, my Apple Pay didn't go through. And so <laughs> it said, oh, you cannot, uh, you don't have the license to use this filter, video filter app anymore. And I was like, oh, interesting. It's like I'm preaching about self-love and how I'm actually comfortable in my own skin. And there it is. It's universe's way of, I don't want to say testing me because I feel 
feel like there's a low vibration to that. So I'm going to say it's universe's way of giving me an opportunity to embody who I truly claim to be. And so I found this was really a beautiful lesson, even for myself. I'm, I'm always learning, always. And this is the beauty of life, you guys. So I was given this opportunity to go filter free in my Instagram stories. And mind you, I mean, I know I used to work as a model and I know how to pose and I know a little bit of like, I know a thing or two about lighting. So I have found the spot in my living room where the sunlight, the morning sunlight was hitting just right. And I was like, oh, you know what? This right corner with this light on my face, it makes me look really nice. No filter needed, actually. So there's that. And little uh, industry secret, <laughs> let's say, or model tip, if you prefer. If you have to go filter free, be mindful of your lighting. It really changes so much. And of course, if you're taking a photo, you're going to be able to zoom in on your pores and you're going to see everything. But videos can be a bit more forgiving, let's say. And so there's usually not that much of a need for a filter. And it's, I guess, part of my process to go more filter free as time goes by. So anyways, speaking of filter free and being more unedited, here we are in this episode that I've decided to not completely edit like heavily edit and so I'll just <laughs> free flow and I have a whole um, bullet point situation on my notes on my phone right now and it feels really good because I truly feel like the podcast is where I get to be my most authentic self the fullest expression of my big Sag energy <laughs> and you know Sagittarius is all about truth messiness it comes with a lot of crunchy but also juicy moments and details so I guess what I want to say is that the energies of the moment are really aligned with my soul's essence <laughs> And speaking of being aligned, I was on the beach earlier today and I spontaneously channeled this 2.0 version of that episode. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I have to take notes of that. So thanks to Source <laughs> for the phones. So I could take, I actually voice note myself when I have ideas and then I look at the transcript of my voice notes so that I can structure the episode I actually have like bullet points that I want to I have points to make right so I have all my bullet points in front of me that I've channeled earlier on the beach and why am I telling you this that's again a very astrological uh, slash human design kind of thing because I'm a manifesting generator and I have an open ajna center and an undefined head, which means that inspiration and ideas are not consistent in my design. Basically, the head center is where you get your downloads, where you are connected to the cosmic intelligence, it's your connection to source, which means that my energy there is not consistent. So when the downloads are striking, I have to be there and be ready to download because it's not something that I can have access to consistently. Meaning, if I try to force it, I might, instead of tapping into this cosmic intelligence, I like to call it, what happens is you actually tap into other people's conditioning of you in the realm of ideas and inspiration. 
And so obviously, as someone who channels for a living and speaks to people with their inspiration, I have to be really, really mindful of that so that I'm truly tapping into my own divine connection, my own divine downloads, my own cosmic intelligence, my own inspiration and ideas, not other people's uh, influence on me with their own ideas and inspiration. Basically, in human design, any undefinedness and openness of a center is where you are prone to external conditioning. And it's also where you don't have consistent access to your energy. So that means two things, the conditioning I just spoke about. And that also means that I don't have the ability to sit down and channel on command because it's not consistent. So if I am to receive a download or if I have an idea of sorts coming to me, I have to go grab my notepad or journal or in this case, my voice notes and save my ideas right away because I don't know when inspiration or ideas are going to strike again. So that also means that I cannot sit at my desk at 8 a.m. and tell myself, okay, now let's just record something. No, (laughs) it just doesn't work this way for me. This had to happen on the beach channeling. And I'm always, always, always studying my human design. I find it fascinating and all the nuances and the little things that the little aha moments that I get from studying and understanding my design better. It's I'm amazed. I'm always amazed. Truly, it's one of my favorite modalities for a reason. And that reason is it allowed me to tap more into my natural way of doing things. And namely, (laughs) following my flow of inspiration and ideas, my creative flow, if you will. So let's dive right into this episode because I have so much more to share and I cannot wait to dive deeper. So self-love. Self-love is not a place to be, it's not a destination, rather it's an ongoing process and most importantly it's your commitment to yourself. I would like to remind you that love is a verb and I did not invent that quote. If you have the credits for that one, DM me. But You've probably heard the saying that love is a verb, so you have to do the loving. And so to do the loving, you have to have some sort of consistency and most importantly, have some actions around that. So self-love is not a place where you arrive and you're like, yay, right, I love myself, finally. I mean, yes, there's a bit of that, but there's also way more to it. There are nuances to that, people. So I guess you could say that love is self-love, rather, is a vibration. And so you can feel like at times you're there, at times you have this vibration of loving yourself, at times you're like, okay, currently I love myself most of the time. But because it's a frequency, you have to maintain that frequency. You have to keep vibrating at this frequency and to maintain it, you have to constantly practice the maintenance of this frequency right? So loving yourself is a practice. It's just like a plant. If you don't water it, it dies. It's not like you're going to water the plant once. And I'm saying this because I actually just watered my plants this morning. So it makes a lot of sense to me. It's not like, okay, I'm going to water my plants and they're going to be fine. They're going to be totally fine. No, that's not how it works. 
And especially if a plant is <laughs> deprived of water, you're not gonna pour a bucket of water and say like, okay, it's fixed now. <laughs> like it's done, it's working. No, it needs time to, you know, soak the water in like you would soak love in, you know, and the more you soak it in, the more you actually feel the loving that you're giving yourself. And same for the plant in the water with consistency, then the plant is gonna not only thrive, but also grow and hopefully bloom if it has flower to it, right? So consistency, it's a practice. And I would say, <laughs> I've noticed as a gardener, I've had many times where I kind of forgot to water my plants because it needed more water because of the temperature or whatever. And it, it's actually the same for you. What makes you think that sometimes you don't need the loving, girl? <laughs> sometimes you just need more loving. And I talk extensively about my self-care practices and also self-love when I was processing a romantic grief. You can listen to it in the previous episode of the show. This was absolutely a case when I had needed to double down on the self-love thing. Because, yeah, it's like the plants. <laughs> Sometimes you just need, you need more loving. So that's what happened. Now, about loving yourself inside and out. I know we live in a very... I want to say superficial society, but yeah, it is superficial. Like you have to love yourself on the outside and blah, 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 love your body and such. I get it. Um, <laughs> you want to love yourself externally, but truth is, and you've heard it a million times already, it starts internally. There's no amount of makeup and that's actually a very, very appropriate term <laughs> for um, face paint. If you use it to cover all the things or the features that you do not like, let's say you use it to reshape your nose and no shame about that. It's just the vibration with which you're doing it. Let's say you're using contouring to change your features or maybe you want to hide your pimples, whatever. I mean, no amount of makeup and I'm sure your makeup is amazing and you look super pretty is not going to change your self-love. That's not what it is. It's not like, oh, okay, I look good. I should love myself. That's not what it is. And before I go any further with that, I want to acknowledge one thing because I can already hear you guys from here. I know that, yes, me, Theodora, I'm a white passing. I'm actually very dark right now because of the sun, but I am white passing conventionally attractive women. So for me, it's probably way easier, quote unquote, to feel that I love myself as opposed to someone who would have, um, I don't know, different ethnicity, a different body shape. Uh, yes, I worked as a model, as a dancer. So I just want to acknowledge my privilege first because we all have some sort of privilege. And I also want to remind you that we all, as souls, we all are going through some sort of challenge. They might not look the same. The challenges you are facing might not look the same as mine. However, I feel like I can speak to having body issues. And especially I have a condition, a physical condition called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. I've mentioned it many times. And so when you live in what is by society's standards, a dysfunctional body, then 
you have all the reasons in the world to actually not only dislike but breed hate towards your body and that was pretty much my case so for instance with Ehlers-Danlos I had a very very important scoliosis it's in the process of being healed but it's been a lifelong journey for me and also I had jaw problems that were related to this scoliosis And I had jaw surgery. And before I had jaw surgery, because side note, I feel like my personal healing journey started just before I got the jaw surgery. But before I went through this surgery, all I could see when I would look at my face in the mirror was my pain. I would see my jaw and I would see that something was wrong with me. Or at least that was the story I was telling myself. It was not even a matter of, oh, my jaw is not looking the perfect way. Because again, I know working as a model back then, I was paid because I looked conventionally attractive. However, my truth was back then that I didn't find myself attractive. I would look at myself in the mirror and I would hate my face. I would hate my jaw. I would see my pain. I would see a suffering young woman and I would hate that vision. So talk about the self-love. <laughs> I mean, if there's something I'm hopefully uh, able to share and to speak to that's how possible how how amazing of a transformation you can go through and you can make happen for yourself because I am I am living proof of that I'm the embodiment of that this is my truth and so you know I can have all the pretty girl privileges in the world at the end of the day if I didn't see myself this way then I guess I was facing the same body issues that most, if not all, young women in our Western culture are or have been facing. And truly, these body issues are rooted in self-love. And so anyways, I can truly speak to that. And I guess what I want to say is that self-love is something that I have built and worked on over time and consistent practice. It didn't come... Like, oh, suddenly I channeled it. I have self-love. It's done. No, it wasn't like this at all. Self-love and respect for myself and appreciation of myself. I've built so much that my relationship with myself today is actually a very pleasant, a very healthy one. And I really feel like I'm the testament of that. This is why it is so important for me to share. And so my whole point about self-love is that it is a relationship. And I was saying earlier that you don't arrive one day telling yourself, oh, okay, I love myself. <laughs> That's it. It's done. It's a relationship. And you don't jump into a relationship saying, oh, I've done the work. I've seen the therapist. I'm all set. <laughs> My dearest, sweetest human, no, <laughs> you have to show up daily, consistently with your actions. You're going to have to do the loving, you know. And so what are you doing every single day to show yourself that you do love yourself, really? What are you doing every day to show yourself with your actions that you appreciate your physical body, your spirit, your mind, your whatever, all aspects of you, all facets of you, all everything about you. And I want to share something I was telling my best friend on the phone, one of my best friends. <laughs> I don't believe we only have one. I was telling her, you know what, it's easy 
to quote unquote love yourself and sunshine and roses when you're only up for loving the shiny parts of your story or the shiny parts of your body more accurately because these are the easy parts to love but can you actually love your not so glorious aspects of yourself can you love the body parts that you're not necessarily the most um, pleased with Because loving the most conventionally attractive parts is easy, but can you love the parts that you wish were different? Because this is where real self-love is. Because if you start loving and appreciating yourself and every parts of yourself that are not perfect by your probably disproportionately high standards, and by disproportionately high standards, I mean you would never hold a friend or a lover, or anyone for that matter, to these standards that you set for yourself. So have a look at these standards of yours. How can you love yourself better? Meaning, where are you withholding your love for yourself? Because the moment you start loving these parts is the moment you're going to tap into unconditional self-love. That's the work. That's the quest. And so from this mindset or rather from this heart set, because it's about emotions, right? From this heart set, what are the actions that you can take to express this love, this self-love that you're developing? So let's talk about these actions and how they can look for us. How about we go very 3D for a moment and we go very material and tangible for a minute. So for example, an action you can take towards yourself would be actually let me give you some of my personal practices I would take myself to a massage I would treat myself to a luxury facial treatment I would indulge in body oils even like having a spa day at home and treating myself to a nice luxurious self-care Uh, in the physical sense, self-care day with a clay mask on my face and oil in my hair. I really love oils. <laughs> That's my thing. And maybe a nice perfume, applying these to my skin, fill my body, maybe have a morning swim and be in the ocean, feel the water on my body. This is the kind of self-care and practices that I use to show myself love. So I don't know if you get inspired by these. Maybe you resonate more with like playing with makeup or getting an expensive facial treatment. Maybe getting some lasers and Botox and stuff. Maybe it's taking yourself to a yoga class. Maybe it's getting yourself in the gym. Maybe it's, I don't know, buying yourself expensive cosmetics. Whatever that is to you. And I've done all of this and what I want to share with you is the importance of the consciousness with which you do these things and full transparency because that's also what it's about here. I've done the occasional micro-needling sessions and that's the perks of working as a model and knowing cosmetic doctors who either give you that for free or in exchange for advertisement on your social media. I've done the full face of makeup to, you know, <laughs> literally make up for my lack of confidence. I've done, I guess I've tried and tested a lot of different cosmetic enhancements and temporary fixes of 
all over the spectrum. So yeah, the makeup, the concealer, the foundation, when I was not feeling that my skin, and I still do it sometimes, <laughs> no one's perfect, but let me share the shift and the evolution. I used to do this a lot more when I was a younger woman, let's say uh, in my early 20s. And the consciousness I had back then, and that's what I really want you to ask yourself, the consciousness I had back then was very different from the one I have today when I do these things. And so take a moment to ask yourself, what is the consciousness with which you're doing the full face of makeup? Are you doing this from a place of, oh, I love my face and I want to express my personality, my creativity through makeup and I already appreciate the beauty of my face and it makes me look even more beautiful, like it's coming from a place of self-love already or... Are you doing the full face of makeup from a vibration of scarcity and from a place of lack? For example, oh, I'm doing the full face of makeup because I don't feel my utmost confident today or my skin doesn't look that great. I look tired, so I want to hide that. Or maybe I'm on my period and I'm breaking out a little bit. This kind of vibe, which is a more lower vibrational consciousness. What is the vibration with which you infuse your actions toward yourself? I want you to assess your vibration when you do that, because this is where the real shift is. This is where the work is. And this is where potential transformation and evolution is. And so interestingly enough, you'll find yourself as you do the work, you'll find that you don't actually need those that much. You won't resort to them anymore. Just like when I was quote unquote doing the work, I found myself not resorting to micro needling anymore. And, you know, being a model, I had that story that, oh, my pores are very visible on photos. So I need to have perfect pores. Like I need to. Da, 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 da. That was my story. So I need to have lasers and stuff and microneedling. And actually, I don't. I mean, now I love my skin as it is. And I mean, yes, cameras can see pores very clearly, but that's not an issue anymore because I love my face anyway. So now if I am to get the microneedling, it's out of love for myself. Like, okay, I'm going to treat myself. But <laughs> tell you what, I really find myself doing less of these and kind of veering towards more holistic and pleasant procedures because microneedling is not really something pleasurable to go through. For instance, I found myself really loving beauty acupuncture. I have a, an acupuncturist in France that I go to because he's specialized in beauty acupuncture and it does wonder for my face and it doesn't leave me like crazy inflamed red. Like after the aforementioned microneedling, I just have a little bit of a flush to my face and really that's it. I'll post more about that on my social media if you're interested to see. I also swear by lymphatic massage. I feel like for my face, it's been the best thing. I first forayed into gua sha and how to use it, but I feel like I'm not really into the tools. So I have one stone that is actually not at all intended for gua sha use. Although I'm not sure if there's a use to any stone at all. You do whatever you want to do with the stones you find. 
So I like using that stone. Otherwise, I'm not really a fan of gua sha tools. I much prefer massaging my face with my fingers. I've been into face yoga way before it became the hype. Uh, I mentioned many times that I had jaw surgery. I was doing face yoga like 15 years ago and everyone was like laughing at me for doing this and now it's like super hype, really. So anyways, I've always been into face yoga and much more right now. I'm like... I feel even prouder of my <laughs> funny faces that I do in my bathroom every single day, twice a day, because it helped so much with my jaw pain and the symmetry of my face. It really helped way more than any harsh fix or surgery. And even though I did get surgery, I feel like it would have done not much of a benefit without the face yoga, without the acupuncture, without maybe without the inner work, actually. And I guess all these modalities, all these tools, the face yoga, the acupuncture, the gua sha, whatever, they also have a consciousness to them, right? It's like they have a softer and a more loving vibration to them. They have this inherently higher vibration to them, this higher consciousness to them. So personally, I got more attracted to these tools and I feel like it's because my consciousness had changed. So it was matching vibrationally these tools that have a higher vibration to themselves. So I guess all tools, all modalities, all surface level fixes have a consciousness to them. And also you can infuse your own consciousness to these tools. And so for this reason, I don't believe that all makeup is inherently bad. I don't believe that plastic surgery is inherently low vibe. I don't believe that you know, it's all a matter of consciousness and maybe it's a mixed bag of vibrations. Maybe some tools actually hold the intention of the person who built them. That also could be a part of the vibrational makeup of, <laughs> no pun intended, these tools. Another point that I really want to make is that because we live in a world of nuances and it's not all black, not all white, not all bad, not all good... I feel like it's important to remind ourselves that it's okay to want to please and seduce others, especially with our appearance. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's again a matter of consciousness. Do you do this from a place of scarcity and of lack? Like, oh, they're not gonna like me if I don't look this way? Or do you do this because you already love yourself and you feel like you want to be playful? How sexy would my eyes look with a bit of mascara today or if I went a little bit extra on the eyeshadow today? That's <laughs> I'm saying this because I love wearing waterproof mascara. That's my thing. I just feel like it makes my eyes pop up more and I have like really long eyelashes, but they're also very blonde. So no one sees them unless there's mascara on them or eyelash tint. So there's nothing wrong with wanting to please other people. Just... Again, remember to please yourself first, right? No sacrifice, no people-pleasing vibes. This is so Pisces era. It's done. It's over. It's so 2012. It's, it's done, <laughs> guys. It's finished. Now it's the age of Aquarius. It's the age where you fill your own cup first and you're going to please yourself first and love yourself first. Why? So that you can love other people better. And the reason why I'm so convinced that self-love is the work is because 
And I was again telling this to my my bestie on the phone the other day. I was telling her that since I realized that I'm consistently in this vibration of loving myself, it makes me a better human being because since I've learned to love my shadows, I actually can love other people's shadows. It's like I can see where they are and I can love them, quote unquote, despite their shadows. It's like it doesn't change and alter my love for them that they have shadows because I love mine and I don't blame people for having disowned parts of themselves because I've learned to accept or to reown rather these parts of myself. So back to my point, which was the consciousness with which we infuse our actions, especially towards ourselves. So let's just imagine for a second that you are coming from a place of lack. Guess what's going to happen? Well, nothing is ever going to be enough. You are never going to be enough. You're always going to need fixing or more makeup, more beauty procedures, more fixing, more whatever. You're going to need more Botox, you're going to need more hyaluronic acid in this part of your face or maybe this part this time. There's always something to fix because you come from a place of lack. And little fun fact, I have a few friends who work as plastic surgeons, cosmetic doctors. Fun fact, even though they're not necessarily into manifestation, they know. They know that if the patient comes to them with a scarcity mindset, with this poverty consciousness, as Louise Hay uh, would say, then they're usually not willing to perform the surgery on the patient or the procedure on the patient because they know that this patient is always going to need fixing or they're always going to find something wrong with the procedure and the results. They're going to complain. And of course, in this era where, especially if you're in this sort of profession, then you need and you rely on your patient's feedback. So their feedback and their reviews, their online reviews. And trust me, they're not that desperate to perform surgery on just anyone. So if they know that you are the kind of patient who is, let's say this with kindness, who's bad at manifesting their healing or their results, then they're not going to take that chance. Interesting, right? It's like they know about the power of your thoughts, of your beliefs, and ultimately of manifestation, even though they don't call it this way. And so back to the initial subject, I want you to ask yourself, are you using makeup or Botox or any other cosmetic enhancement to distract yourself from the fact that you actually don't like what you see underneath or what you see without these enhancements? Or are you getting these or doing the makeup from a place of truly loving what you see in the mirror? I guess now you're starting to see or feel the connection between loving yourself externally and loving yourself internally, if it makes sense. Let me give you a few more examples of that. Are you working out from a place of scarcity? Like, oh, I don't look tight enough. I don't have enough muscles. I'm not looking toned enough. I'm not looking fit enough. Or are you working out and taking yourself to the gym from a place of, oh, I love my body. I love how it looks. I love going to the gym and it makes me look even better. I love taking care of my body and feeding it the movement it needs. 
I love the way I feel when I exercise. It's a treat for me. And I love seeing my body being healthier and healthier and maybe more toned. And like, what is the place from which you view working out or working on your body in such a way? See, the action, in this case, going to the gym or exercising is the same, but the consciousness is very different. The vibration with which you do the action is very, very different. Another way to say this would be to say, what is your relationship with movement? Is it a relationship of punishment or of nourishment? And I feel like, especially for my male audience, working out for a lot of men that I know is a way to cope with their self-worth issues. And I say this because I definitely have dated quite a bunch of men who would take themselves to the gym and be like, oh, I need to be bulkier so I can feel more confident. I need to do this because it's going to make me feel that. And so by now you've guessed it. The moment you tell yourself, this is going to blah, blah, blah. It's going to make me feel this or that. You're in a poverty consciousness. You're in a lack mindset, a scarcity mindset, if you prefer. You're like hoping for the future, but you're not tapped into the present. And interestingly, the word present has two meanings. The present moment is a gift and there's a gift in where you are. And if you're not able to see it, that's where you're in a lack consciousness. So for my male audience who is doing this, what are the ways where you could shift your, I would say mindset, but the reason why I titled this episode heart set is because for me, it comes from the heart. There's an emotion attached to that. It's not just your mind telling yourself, oh, I need to look this and that. You have an emotion. And this emotion is shame or is fear of not being enough. It's unworthiness. It's There's an emotion, right? It's in your heart. And so what are the ways where you can shift your heart set and be like, I like this part of me and I like this part of my body and the way it looks and how better can I make it look? This is the shift. So I say this for my male audience, but I'm pretty sure a lot of women can relate to that. But I know for a fact that many men have this issue way more than women tend to do. So, And on this topic, I have a note on worthiness and manifestation. You know, I'm very big <laughs> on manifestation. It's like the most important topic in life. <laughs> I mean, we are here on Earth to manifest into the physical you guys. It is so important. And so in the manifestation world, everyone says, not everyone, but a lot of people, they say, you need to feel worthy to attract your desires, because if you don't feel worthy of your desires, you're going to repel them, blee, blah, blee. I disagree with that. I mean, let's take the example of a glass of water. You are thirsty. Do you ask yourself, oh, I'm worthy of drinking this water because I'm, I'm dying of thirst? No, you don't ask yourself that. You just drink the bloody water. And I mean, everything in life is the same. You don't need to be worthy of whatever it is that you want. You don't need to be worthy of taking care of your body. You don't need to be worthy of earning a decent or extravagant amount of money. Whatever it is that you fancy, it has nothing to do with your worth. The sooner you release that concept and the freer that you feel, I promise you. And I mean, I'm always growing, I'm always expanding, always learning something new. But I feel like the more I manifest, be it 
physical beauty, my health, physical health, or anything material for that matter, the more I manifest and the less it has to do with worthiness. Really, it has nothing to do with worthiness because the truth is, if I think about whatever it is that I manifested, I don't really feel worthy of anything I manifested. You know, I get invited on yacht trips for like a few weeks. I'm invited to billionaires, villas, left, right and center. And do I feel worthy of that? Absolutely not. Have I manifested it? Absolutely, yes. So it has nothing to do with being worthy. Just that was my side note on worthiness. And where it ties back to self-love is that love is a basic human need. You don't need to be worthy of love. So personally, I really don't understand and I don't caution affirmations about I am worthy of love. I mean, do you tell yourself you are worthy of drinking a glass of water? No, it's a basic human need and love is a basic human need. You don't have to tell yourself that you're worthy. You want love get it you want to love yourself it's yours claim it affirm it and so affirmations this is where the meat of the subject comes guys so how do you speak to yourself pay attention to that think about it how do you speak to your best friend when they have something that is off let's say your best friend has a pimple what do you tell them oh my god you look so ugly today oh my god your skin is terrible I mean, you would never say that to your best friend, let alone think that. You would look at them, first of all, maybe you wouldn't even notice there was a pimple in the first place. You wouldn't pay attention to that at all. Or actually, maybe you did. And if you fixate on this in other people, that's probably because you fixate on this in yourself and it ties back to self-love and you get the drill. But either way, let's say they point out that they have terrible skin today or that they have a pimple of the size of Texas today. So what do you tell them? You tell them, oh, that's fine. It's going to heal. Don't worry. Well, you give them words of comfort. You speak to them with kindness. You tell them that they're beautiful regardless. And so how would you speak to yourself now? Is that something that you do when you see your reflection in the mirror? Do you tell yourself, oh my God, look at you. You have a pimple. Ew. Oh, it's disgusting. Your face, your skin is terrible. Is it what you tell yourself? Because I promise you, if it is, then you are doing ugliness affirmations. And I always say that I'm a big fan of Louise Hay. I've mentioned her before. And in the same way that she calls, because she talks a lot about prosperity affirmations, as opposed to poverty affirmations. So she says basically that, yes, maybe you're trying to do prosperity affirmations and you're like, oh, prosperity affirmations don't work. How many poverty affirmations do you tell yourself then? Listen to how you talk to yourself during the day. Because maybe you've done, and again, that's Louise Hay's word, that's maybe you've done like, let's say 10 minutes of positive affirmations. And so how about the rest of your day? Did you do like 12 hours of negative affirmations? So the same goes for beauty affirmations and ugliness affirmations. Listen to yourself the rest of the day. How many ugliness affirmations do you tell yourself during the day? Because you create what you speak and this is coming from a many gen so i have a defined throat anyone with manifesting in their design 
is going to be very in touch with that. And I believe Ra Uruhu, the founder of human design, the guy who channeled this whole modality, he initially called manifesting generators sacral manifestors. And I was thinking to myself, it's funny because I feel more of a manifester, but with a very activated sacral. Well, actually a defined sacral. And I don't really feel like a generator because generator, they have seemingly infinite energy for whatever lights them up and they're consistent and they, they don't twist and turn. They don't have to pivot and fail and try again and go for it. Like It feels like they think things through a bit more than I do at least. So I don't really identify with the generator part of my design. But I do identify with the sacral authority, which is very, my sacral is very connected to my throat. I can totally relate to this. What I mean by that is that my voice, the way I speak has so much power. I'm so tapped into that. And I want this for you. Whether you are a manifesting generator, a manifestor, whatever design that you are, I want you to be able to tap into the power of your voice. And this is well, this is my design to tell you about this. This is my design to be the voice for you to acknowledge this. But we all can manifest. It's just that I have more consistency than you do, maybe. And by consistency, I mean I have more consistent energy in my throat center, which is um, human design 101. If you have a defined center, you have consistent energy in the center. And so because I have a defined throat, then I have consistent energy in the center. And that's why I'm here to call you forward so you can step into owning your voice and paying attention to the words you use towards yourself. And this is why, my loves, for me, words are so important and affirmations are life-changing and they really are. I could elaborate on the scientific aspect and actually I recorded it previously and I'm not going to reuse the audio from the previous take of this podcast episode. There's just so much information about the quantum aspects of this, about how it affects your brain and then your whole body chemistry and then your entire vibration, etc. But tell you what... What I'm going to do instead, because again, it's not part of my design to explain to you this. I'm here to tell you my experience and to create beauty. And I'm going to share a sample of one of my guided meditations so that you can listen to it and feel into it. That's what I want for you, because I'm here to create the beauty and not explain how it works. If you do want the explanations... And you should absolutely do yourself a favor and grab yourself a copy of Dr. Joe Dispenza's books. I actually have one in front of me. It's called Becoming Supernatural. If you want to listen to his explanations, he's been a guest on so many podcasts. As a podcast junkie myself, I've listened to pretty much all of them. <laughs> I think I've researched all the podcasts on which he's been a guest on and he's incredible to listen to. And he tells you all the things about the quantum physics behind positive thinking, affirmations and all of these things. And trust me, he explains it way better than I would. So Dr. Joe Dispenza, Becoming Supernatural, it's... Oh, it's from Hay House as a publishing company, which is, interestingly enough, the publishing company of Louise Hay, hence the name Hay House. And so, see, it's all connected. Louise Hay, Joe Dispenza, there are no coincidences. Anyways, before I share with you 
my version of an affirmation, meditation, whatever you want to call this practice that I just invented. I just want to say a few things. I invite you to do your research about binaural beats, your research about healing sulfagil frequencies. I invite you to look into what these are, how they heal. I'm not here to give you lectures about that. There are enough people more qualified than me to explain to you how some frequencies connect to your energy centers. If you're interested in knowing the how and the why behind the music and the soundscapes that I'm using in my audios, I invite you to do your research. I feel called to give you like some sort of instructions for my audios in general. Affirmations and any work that you do with your mindset is like a workout. You don't just work out once and expect to get results. You have to be consistent in your practice. You don't grow muscle with just one gym session. Oh my God, I worked out once. I'm all good. I have a booty now. <laughs> That's not how it works. Same for your affirmations. Oh, I did them, but I didn't feel very connected to them. Yeah, try more, try more and see if you can, you know, replace your ugliness affirmations with these self-love affirmations. And to carry on with the plant metaphor, do you expect the plant to be fixed with a once-in-a-lifetime watering session? <laughs> Or do you understand that the plant is going to need consistent waterings from you? Do you understand that you're going to have to be patient with the plant as you water it so that it grows? <laughs> And speaking from experience, if it's an orchid, you might have to love its roots first before you get to see new growth of branches, new leaves, and if you're lucky, it's flowers too, and appreciate them even more because you know, you know that making this plant bloom took some work and patience and love, and so you appreciate it more. It's the same for you. <laughs> you are a fucking plant with complicated emotions, <laughs> granted, but you are, you are the same. <laughs> Anyways, I'm here to share with you what I've created from this knowledge. Initially, I've created those guided meditations and hypnosis for myself, and now I'm sharing them with you. So, <laughs> enjoy. Every day I look at my curves with appreciation. They remind me of my femininity. They remind me of my beauty. They remind me of my softness. They remind me of my sensuality. <laughs> Is it normal that I have full body chills whenever I listen to this? I mean, it's very... Um, fulfilling to be able to listen to something that was in my head 
for so long and that I was imagining for so long and then it's now in the physical and I'm so happy to be able to share it with you. So if you've enjoyed it, uh, head to my website to download it. It's in what I call the vault where you're going to find all of my hypnosis, all my meditations, my affirmation meditations. It's all going to be on there. I'm going to link it in the show notes, you know the drill. (laughs) Anyways, it's going to be on there. I really hope you enjoy this one as much as I enjoyed creating it. It was, I had so much fun and that's what I wanted to share for today. So self-love, what it is, (laughs) uh, how I got to self-love and hopefully a beautiful tool for that. So let me know how you enjoyed this meditation and I'm just so happy because I know for a fact that these affirmations work and I'm a testament to this that this whole thing vibrations and frequencies healing frequencies mixed with a bit of hypnosis here and there and mixed with the meditation mixed with the affirmation work I know it works I know it for a fact and I'm in advance I'm so happy that it's gonna transform you I promise you and I already received some nice comments from you guys. And I'm so grateful to hear from you every time you download the meditations. It really makes my day. And so keep on sending the comments and keep on messaging me about how it goes for you and how you feel about that. I am I love reading from you. It's just the best thing, you know, to have a community and to connect in such a way. I feel so <laughs> useful. <laughs> so anyways, this is all for today. This was quite the deep dive on self-love. I hope you enjoyed it. And consider subscribing to this podcast if you're not already. And I invite you to visit my website, theodora.co, theodora.co. And have fun <laughs> with the meditations there are some freebies there and and I also invite you to subscribe to the newsletter I love <laughs> I really love my newsletter I'm in love with it first of all it's just so pretty you guys and the design and everything and I'm so proud of it and also there I share more deeply about the why and the how behind the audios, behind the podcast, and I give a bit of anecdotes. So it's a nice bonus to these podcasts and everything I put out in the world. And I love my newsletter. You should be on there. (laughs) Right. It's been my pleasure sharing with you today. I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Do leave me your five-star review or written comments on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. It helps the show grow and it helps. It helps me knowing (laughs) if I'm doing this thing, this podcast thing right. I like having feedback from you. And when you give me feedback, I feel like I'm doing more than just putting a message in a bottle (laughs) and throwing it into the ocean. When I receive reviews from you, it makes me feel like I'm heard and seen by you and by the people who need it the most. So in advance, thank you for this. All right, guys, it's been a pleasure and make sure you meditate today and you affirm (laughs) you have beauty affirmations, not ugliness affirmations, right? Make sure that you do that today and I will see you in the next one. Bye, guys.